This week's episode of Downsizing is brought to you by Vegan Meat Sweats, the only oxymoron guaranteed to provide lethargy and fatigue. Hello and welcome to Downsizing, the official podcast of Jizz Mobile. I'm your host, the calmest man on the internet, Tim Down. Last week's episode, folks, was um, something of a barn burner, as they say. Uh, We got a little carried away. I got a little uh, manic, a little frantic possibly even hysterical. And this week I decided to take things down a notch. We're going to have a nice relaxing episode. I'm currently sitting in a pair of sweats and a t-shirt that I slept in last night uh, and then wore all day today and then went and got groceries in. I'm sitting in a armchair uh, and I'm taking it easy. So we're gonna have a nice relaxing episode. We're gonna have a, this is a this is an episode to sip some cocoa too, if I may be so bold. Now, right off the bat, is part of the reason why it's gonna be low key because I'm feeling calm and in a peaceful state of mind. No, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of blunt sounding. Uh, but here's the thing. So for dinner, I had a vegan or possibly vegetarian Frito pie. If you don't know what a Frito pie is, um, listen to previous episodes. You fuck. Uh, (laughs) we've been over this. Uh, but basically what a Frito pie is and to, to, to elevate or pitch it. Take a bag of Fritos, cut it open, put in some chili. Boom. Dinner. Now, that doesn't sound healthy. I'll be the first to admit that. But I will say that the chili that I had was vegan. So there's no meat. It was all, you know, beans, legumes, uh, vegetables, uh textured vegetable protein. And so I got a little bit cocky, I would say. And I, uh, I guess I felt like, you know, normally if I were to eat chili, I'd be like, oh, you know, it would just have a little bit or that's, that's actually a lie. I, I, I would still eat a lot of it, but you know, I would kind of understand that, you know, this is a lot of beef or whatever you make chili out of. It's probably not gonna make me feel that good. But I don't know if I thought that the fact that there's no meat in it made it that it was like a salad. Um, But uh, yeah, it really took a lot out of me, to be honest with you. Um, uh, My dad let me know that (laughs) he's not going to like that I'm saying this. My dad let me know that if you eat TVP too often, uh, it makes you fart a lot. Those weren't his words. I'm paraphrasing. But that is uh, that is the information he gave me. Uh, and as a coming up on 30-year vegetarian, I'm inclined to to believe him. So that's what I've got in store for myself. Not to not to get too personal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and now, did I also uh, have a lot of hot sauce in it? Yeah. Did I also have <laughs> four slices of bread that I toasted? Uh, 
and so I could dip it in my chili? Yeah, I did. And did that play a part of it? Yes, probably. But you know what? We are what we continue to do. That's what Aristotle said a thousand years ago. And apparently people were so fucking boring at the time that that was worth remembering. I'm kidding. I know he had some some good shit. You know what's funny? I think not to not to get sidetracked here, but I think that's going to happen quite a lot. Uh, which, if you have been listening, if you found out what Frito's were through Frito Pie was through this podcast, you are aware of of how this goes. It's just my brand. Literally forgot what I was going to talk about. Yeah. So the funny thing about studying ancient thinkers. Uh, like philosophers or scientists or whatever is like they were wrong about a lot of shit (laughs) like a lot of stuff and when you when you learn when you learn about it in depth and you kind of take a step back and you go well if they're wrong about all that they're wrong about not like if you're to fact check the things that they say 90% 90% of it goes out the window. And so it's just like, ah, oh, you know, you get kind of grandfathered in, I guess. I mean, everybody was convinced by this guy for a long time. So even though he's proven to be wrong about almost every single thing, eh, we kind of just, he wrote it super good. Uh, well, we assume because it's translated from couple different languages so you know we can't read it how he originally wrote it but we're assuming that the guy that translated it is uh is not just giving him a whole lot of credit you know that's the thing so not to not to turn this into a fucking liberal arts podcast here okay but i uh so uh some of you may be familiar with the epic poem paradise lost and i know don't need to check your dial. This is not NPR. I'm just trying to <laughs> listen. I, I have a very unpretentious approach to academia for the most part. But listen, listen, focus. You got to start paying attention. <laughs> I'm trying to teach you something here. So Paradise Lost was written by Milton. I don't know what his first name is, but Milton's already kind of an L. Well, what Paradise Lost is, it's this big-ass poem about uh, the fall of the angels and the fall of man. Kind of. John Milton. What a letdown. Super fucking boring. Um, and it's this whole story about, like I said, the, the Garden of Eden, the fall of man, Lucifer, this huge like biblical epic tale, you know, and what's interesting about Milton um, is that he was actually uh, blind so he dictated the whole poem to like a I don't know if a scribe is the appropriate word to an intern and you know I, I sometimes when I was reading it I was just thinking like what if the story that Milton was telling was just so awful and boring and like shitty that the scribe was just like "Mm -hmm, yeah i got that down and just was writing you know whatever the the opening of paradise lost is it's like literally like three pages 
uh, of, of this is one sentence. Uh, and it's, uh, it's quite annoying to read. Um, I mean, some people, some people really like it, obviously, because it was written 500 years ago and we're still reading about it now, but I just like to think that, you know, Milton was talking, telling a story about, you know, like a dog that, uh, understands English, but can't speak it. So he, 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 you know, has this struggle where he's like, oh, I, I know the word for steak, but I can't, I can't say it. So I have to figure out a way to get a steak and how to communicate that I'm okay with eating my own poop. And that this cat is actually kind of like a white nationalist and it's kind of fucked up. And, you know, I don't really want to, you know, and on and on. And then the, the <laughs> the scribe was just going, mm-hmm, yeah, I got that the cat. And meanwhile, he's just writing of man's first disobedience and the fruit of that forbidden tree whose mortal test brought death into the world and all our woe with loss of Eden till one greater man restore us and regain the blissful seat. And then anyway, so this cat, right? This cat's like super fucked up and has and is like on Reddit all the time. And then, but really just because he doesn't want, he says he's on Reddit, but he's really on 4chan, but he knows that if he says he's on 4chan, that like people are going to judge him and think he's an asshole, which he is an asshole. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sing heavenly muse that on the secret top of Oreb or of Sinal didst inspire that shepherd who first taught the chosen seed in the beginning how the heavens and earth rose out of chaos or if a scion hill delight thee more and Siloa's book that flowed and then so yeah this dog man this dog's just having a hard time because he just wants to run around and and you know he's actually something of a of a gourmand something of a of a, of a foodie and so he knows all these like fucking things delicious things that he wants to eat and he can appreciate them more than these upper class because you see these upper class people are eating this food and they're just like oh uh, they're hand waving it they take a bite and they don't appreciate it they could be eating uh, a bowl of cheerios for 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 all they know it doesn't matter there it doesn't matter if they're eating a foie gras or 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 duck confit or some other duck thing or a delicious truffle butter and you know they just don't appreciate it whereas i a dog could and i can understand these terms and i could order them if i just knew how to speak english (laughs) oh you know i'm gonna be real honest with you i did not think i did not think when i started this that i would be making up a story about the writing of Paradise Lost. I almost started recounting the tale of Ratatouille. <laughs> Just then, I almost started. <laughs> the, most, the most fucked up thing, if I'm being honest with you, is that I don't do drugs. That, I feel like, would make more sense. But I'm not even really on any medication now at all. So this is just this is me raw and uncensored bro which maybe makes a lot of sense to uh to a lot of you but uh yeah so got a little carried away there uh this is <laughs> if this is your first episode of the downsizing podcast this began as an episode as a show uh following my weight loss journey 
and talking about health and fitness and food and we had topics and now now we do other things <laughs> now we now we cover some different topics um as far as uh the gym goes i feel like i was pretty consistent um and i you know been eating pretty okay uh, i will say i did get a little bit of an ego boost because the other day i went to the gym and i was doing my little bench press and i threw 225 on the bar and i did five reps because i'm because that's, that's that's what i was doing and this this little tiktok gentleman this little gentleman with shaved with a you know, a number two buzz on the sides and, and a perm on top. He gave me a thumbs up and I was like, that's great. Thank you so much. But I was already in kind of a bad mood because he was part of a, a platoon of other young TikTok gentlemen who were all crowded around the bench next to me. And were they looking around? Were they mindful that other people were going to be working out and that I was going to throw up some sick, disgusting fucking PRs? That I'm the that I'm fucking Josh Peck over here, that I'm uh, the pectoral. Uh, there's not there's no good adjectives around pectoral. The peck. Peck. Nope. Okay. I'm moving on. The 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 bench. Man, there's like all sorts of other. There's like quad father, Swoldemort, all these good ones for other body parts, but there's no, there's not really any good ones for the chest. We'll work on that. We'll workshop that, and I'll, I'll, I'll sow some seeds in the TikTok community and, and get some, get some things going here. But listen, I was in a bad mood because, as I've mentioned previously, I did have some little gym goblins bump into me while I was throwing up some weight. Now, was it a lot of weight to the point where I thought I was going to die? No, uh, I was doing a little. Uh, into my set doing a light uh, 135, not to show off. But this time I was going for higher, and so I was getting ready. Now was I going to say to these guys, "Hey guys, do you mind? I'm just trying to. I'm just going to go for some you know, heavier weights here, and I'm just a little worried. Do you mind going on the other side? I just don't want you to bump into me by accident. I don't want to tear a pack because that's something that a 40 year old man would do, and these are teens." And I'm at the age where they'll look at me and think that I'm a 40-year-old man. And I'm also not jacked enough to do that and get a, oh, yeah, for sure, bro. I still look like a guy that's like, like I look like an out-of-shape gym teacher who I, I feel like incur the most amount of disrespect out of any of the teachers. Because if you've got an out-of-shape guy telling you to run, it's kind of like, hey, why don't you come with us? <laughs> hey, sure. Hey, pot kettle, bud. Huh? How about that? Uh, so I feel like, you know, if I was like sauced to the gills and fucking shredded and had vascularity and a beard that connected, I maybe would have been like, hey, guys, just preemptively. I don't want to have to feel like I have to kick your guys' ass just to preserve my own sense of masculinity after struggling to not have my throat collapsed by the bar. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I would have, but in this case I was just like, well, well I guess I'll wait until one of them almost kills me and then I'll say something, <laughs> but it was fine. We're all good. Now, another thing is I 
was kind of under the impression that you have to be 18 to go to the gym. Um, and I think in some gyms you do, but for my particular gym, you, if from, you can be 14 and go, uh, there's certain little things about like, you know, well, the first time you go, you have to be accompanied by, uh, an adult to pick up your thing. But after that, you can go on your own, which makes a lot of sense. Um, not the policy itself, but the fact that teenagers are actually allowed in the gym because I've been seeing people and like, I, you know, it is a thing that happens where, you know, when you're in high school and you're in grade 11 or grade 12, if you're in another province outside Quebec, you're in grade 11, you see the people in grade seven and you're like, they're 12. They look five years old, you know? And then even when I was like 21 and seeing people when they were 18, I'm like, these people look like they're like 14 or 15. So I didn't know if that was the case, you know, with some of these people. Cause I'd see them and I'd be like, I don't think you've gone through puberty yet. And it's like, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just a different, you know, a different style to where like, if they dressed like how people dressed when I was that age, I'd be like, oh yeah, that person's 18. But some of these people, I'm like, you're, I don't know, man, something's, something's up here. I think some people had some fake IDs and I mean, I think, I feel like if you're the type to have a fake ID to go to the gym, you're probably also on steroids. You know what I mean? Like those things kind of feel like hand in hand. Cause if you're just going to get a fake ID to go to the gym, just to walk on the treadmill or just to kind of go like not work out that hard, that doesn't make that much sense to me. That seems kind of weird unless you're there to try and like, I don't know, hit on older women, which I mean, it's a gym faux pas. Everybody knows that. Come on. What if they're trying to film a TikTok? Uh, come on. Joey Swole's going to come after you. Okay. Joey Swole's going to come kick your ass. Sweet Jesus. So that's encouraging, at least. It also explains a lot. Um, now... I'm, uh, you know, I, I think I was probably right when I said that I, I think I need some kind of competition to motivate me to work out consistently. Cause I've, I've not, I've not been really feeling the, the burning desire to go work out as much. Um, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm doing it, but it kind of just feels like you know, I'm looking going, okay, well, last time I did 10 reps, this time we'll try to do 11 reps or this last time I did this weight. Well, maybe I'll try adding five pounds for what, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Uh, maybe I will do some kind of, maybe I'll just sign up for the, what's the hardest one? Is that the Iron Man? Maybe I'll just sign up for that. <laughs> just get it way over my head and then show up and just feel like, Sorry, you're here. The The hot dog eating contest is down the street. And I'll go, no, no. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> it's where I'm running to after after this. But no, I'm here for the Iron Man. They're like, uh, okay. Uh, well, listen, maybe he's faster than he looks. I'm not. I'm not faster than I look. Um, well, listen, you know, these are these are a lot of the... I said it was going to be a more relaxed episode, but I feel like it's been just as manic. You know, it's definitely been as deranged as usual. The armchair has done very little to deter me 
have a hot laptop on my lap, which I hear is bad for you, but listen, you know, what isn't bad for you these days, huh? Am I right? With social media and uh, fake news and, uh, I don't know, cancel culture, who knows Who knows up from down these days, you know? The the woke left wants to tell you that that the... Uh, that uh, I don't know that uh, the sharks uh, have emotions and uh, that we should stop eating them, and uh, the right wants you to know that uh, I don't know. <laughs> Trump's ambo. <laughs> oh, hashtag oive. Am I right, guys? Sometimes you just get a little out of control. I think I'm having a bit of an issue because yesterday I realized exactly how I'm going to be as a as an old person. Uh, because my family, when it comes to like family dinners and kind of our sense of humor, it's just not like it doesn't. You know that feeling you get when someone translates a a, a phrase or like a saying in a in a different language and then it you hear it in English and you're like oh I, okay I see there's something there but it feels like something's lost here like uh what's there's like some phrase in Sweden that's something about like coming in on like shrimp toast or something weird like that and it's like to be means like fancy and you're like oh I guess that sounds interesting in, in Swedish but like it doesn't really work in English that's how it feels when I try to explain jokes or inside jokes with my family to other people. Cause it's just like, and and it's not like we're big laughers either in the sense that like, so I'll, I'll give you a, for instance. Okay. Probably 10 years ago. Now my dad reached for a bottle of mustard and he knocked it over. He just, you know, I don't know if he just, Reached out too fast, didn't get a good grip on it, but he knocked it over and he knocked it just out of reach to where he wouldn't be able to actually grab it anymore. And then he said, completely monotone, without looking up, still looking at the mustard he knocked over, he said, could somebody please pass the mustard? And he wasn't saying it as a joke, (laughs) okay? He wasn't saying it to be funny. He wasn't doing like, hey, could somebody pass the mustard? He was just, it was like almost like like a, a math equation where it was, I'm going to get some mustard, so I'm going to grab the mustard. I knocked the mustard over, so now it's too far. Could somebody pass me the mustard? And I died laughing. And as I said, that was 10 years ago. And that is now an inside joke. And the way that the inside joke will come up is not in the way that's like, you know, where I would say, hey, don't pass this guy any fucking mustard. It'd be more like, uh, like I'd knock my fork over and look at my dad and go, Hey, can you pass me a fork? And then he'll go, oh, yeah, do you want me to put some mustard on it? And I'll go, mm-hmm, yep. And we know what we're doing. We know what we're referencing. But if you're a dinner guest, <laughs> if you're a significant other and you come into that, it's like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it feels like, <laughs> it feels like when people talk in code in movies, you know, two, two people will sit down or they'll talk on the phone and be like, so... Did you get any groceries? Yes, but they were all out of milk. Oh, they were out of milk. Well, did they have cream? Yes. 
they had four bottles of cream. Okay, well, that's good enough to make six cakes. I think it would be seven cakes. Well, we'll have to see when we get to the bakery. (laughs) There's something going on here. I need like a... Need like Rosetta Stone. And so to take the mustard story as an example, <laughs> I can picture myself being 70 years old, talking to my children and their grandchildren and well, not probably not their grandchildren, but probably my grandchildren, and just telling stories like, you know, when I was a boy, my dad reached for a bottle of mustard, and he knocked it over out of his reach, and then he asked us to pass it to him, and we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And it's like, what the fuck is Grandpa talking about? He's just talking nonsense again. You know, when I was a kid, there was a show, uh, a little cartoon show, an animated show for kids called SpongeBob uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, and... And in one episode, he ripped his pants. And my dad saw that episode. And even though it's a show for kids, he took it and ran with it. And he talked about ripped pants for probably 20 years after seeing that episode. And so he just, that became part of our family. It's talking about ripped pants. If somebody was buying new pants, he'd ask them if they were ripped. And uh, if someone bent over, he'd say, oh, don't, don't, you don't want to end up like SpongeBob. And then I just picture my grandkids just... (laughs) Got some kind of weird piercings, colored their hair in a way. Their pants are either very tight or very baggy, depending on how, you know, trends line up at that point. And they're just like, what? They're just using telepathy to talk to each other. Like, what the fuck is grandma, grandpa talking about? He's really lost his fucking mind. So it doesn't make any sense. And the thing is, they're right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But I don't know if I've laughed harder at anything. <laughs> And that's the true meaning of family and coming into this holiday season where the biggest gift you can give is the gift of laughter <laughs> and uh, PlayStation 5. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we've, got, we've gone a little bit uh, off the reservation, as they say. I've, I've been a little distracted because uh, uh, the Netflix is on the TV and it's gone to that thing where they show you like slowly panning still images from a variety of different shows. Um, and like there's one called The Wonder. And I'll tell you what I wonder what they were thinking when they named that show, because that's not an interesting title. Oh, now there's a dog looking at me. The Hidden Lives of Pets. I think it's a lot of licking of genitals, to be frank. <laughs> And that's not what my cat's doing right now, but he's looking right at me. Hey! Let me see if I can stand up for one. Let me see if I can get... Oh, shit. My shit's plugged in. Let me see if I can get this guy. Come on over.
Tell me more. There's something so incredibly funny to me about cats eating. It's just... The cats are little freaks. They're little creepy weirdos. Well, you know, you're here to hear first, folks. I'm a, I'm turning into a crazy cat lady. I mean, I think arguably I already am, considering that the only real guest I've had on the show has been my cat. That's not the first time I've done that. I've done that like six times. <laughs> my number one guest is a guy that can't speak fucking English. And you know what? We're back to the beginning of the episode. Maybe this cat's a white nationalist. Hey, Walter, what do you think about Western values? Sorry. (laughs) He just bonked his head on it. What do you think about people replacing you, Walter? No one can replace you, Walter. (laughs) Oh, if nothing else... I'm having fun. Okay. I think he's going to start walking on the keyboard now. Um, listen, folks. Good things are happening. We're going into the holiday season. Going to have some time off at some point. I'm going to an Airbnb this weekend uh, where I'm going to do some probably irreparable damage to my liver and digestive system. Not to brag. I'm just telling you what's going on. I'm just telling it like it is. So I'll maybe let you know how uh, how uh, how that goes, or maybe I won't, because what happens at the Airbnb stays at the Airbnb, um, except for the other stories I've told about going to an Airbnb. So anyway, as usual, you can send me uh, a little email at downsizingpod at gmail.com or so inclined you could follow me on instagram at excessively underscore caucasian tune in next week to see if i have a guest besides my little cat anything else to say huh don't look at me like that a simple no would suffice okay bye bye Shut up.